0: What's going on what's going on everybody welcome to another episode of public comments man uh today is a good day today's a good day jordan what's good bro talk so man
1: it's a good day man is what's today? Day. saturday beautiful day it was a good week in the markets for myself i had a conversation with el Mago on monday and set me right for the week uh, it's been a good week in the markets how about yourself man how'd your hundred how'd your trading plan go
0: um this week actually not so good. This week uh <laughs> <laughs> this week was not so good for me. But you know the cool thing about this week is that I I learned um capital preservation when it comes to like oh I want to trade but I know that like I'm almost forcing mm-hmm. a trade here so mm-hmm. like um there was a couple of trades that I there was two trades that I took that followed my trading plan completely and they both lost. Um but it was cool because I was like dude it's like um you know Mike says it right Those losses were accounted for so Mm -hmm. it was cool you know I'm down for the week so not a big deal not like terribly down I think I'm down like 1.25% which is not terrible um at all you know so it's it's really really good so yeah facts dude do you want to remind people I know we had came up with this agreement but I remember we put a a a feed to this podcast so you want to oh yeah
1: yeah for all you guys who are listening we appreciate you guys thankful for all of our listeners today and our continued listeners, we've gotten a lot of feedback from you guys and it's really appreciated and just feel the love from you guys. And I know those of you guys who are giving such great feedback are paying the fee. Right. And cause there is a fee, this podcast isn't free. It's a thousand dollars or you just share it with a friend, share it with somebody, you know, share the value. Right. So you have the option either send me your Mondo
0: some money or just share the podcast. So
1: thanks for reminding me, Mondo.
0: I could always use more money. that's that's it. so guys um today i'm actually super excited jordan i'm actually super hyped for this conversation um this has been a long time coming so last week we had a guest that um i had known for a little while which is cool you know kind of have a a conversation with somebody that i haven't really touched base within a minute and then we come back and we touch base and it's like cool we're still on the same page but today's conversation is actually going to be i think fairly unique number one because um the individual that we have on today is like in the industry that ideally um, I want to take a path down long term. So it's cool because the reason I met him was at a mastermind um, that I bought into. And, you know, when they say when you have high vibrations, like people are just naturally attracted to you. You can just naturally talk to anybody without judgment or whatever. Um, There are people that are really good at opening conversations with other people. And then there's people that are really good at maintaining conversations with other people, you know what I mean? And so this guy was one of those guys like we just kind of kicked it off. We chatted um i don't even know what it was man i don't remember the conversations we had but i remember the vibes you know i think that's that's what's super super important so chase bro this is um i'm excited for this conversation bro i'm excited to pick your brain jordan and i have been running this for a minute now and a lot of people that we have on here um you know i'm sure you've heard maybe a a episode or two right we just we like to just have normal conversations man and really it always leads up to just talking about um money or like business and mindset, you know, I think a lot of um, people nowadays are kind of like, focused on learning more about those things so i'm excited to pick your brain bro but what's going on chase how i don't know how to say your last name bro <laughs>
2: echo, barger, echo barger <laughs> echo barger. yeah it's a tongue twister i'm doing well buddy i appreciate you guys having me out here um yeah and i i align with everything you were saying um uh, you know we kicked it off right away um just like-minded people you know everyone gravitates you know towards each other if, you know we're like-minded so i that's kind of what we did and um yeah i just look forward to kind of sharing my story with you guys. Um, I think you know we got kind of you know similar paths
0: yeah I agree bro let's hear it man what's uh what's your story bro like where you come from where uh where you grew up like how'd you get into what you're doing now yeah of course
2: of course I'll uh yeah so I'm from Indianapolis Indiana north side uh Carmel it's a pretty affluent city um and you know just was kind of living the normal life and then uh you know beginning of high school you know when I was you know my parents got divorced and started to experience my first little bit of turmoil you know in life you know kind of things were on a nice trajectory doing the public school and all that um and then that just kind of started to throw a wrench in it it was pretty bad uh divorce with my family i'm the oldest of uh of uh five so i was the kind of the, I was pretty much when things started getting rough around like 16 years old, 15, 16, all I wanted to do was freaking skateboard. And like, I was just obsessed Mm -hmm. with that was the only thing I wanted to do. You know, I wasn't an academic kid. I, I really didn't do well in school ever. Um, just wasn't, wasn't the thing, you know? Um, and my mom ended up, you know, kind of kicking me to the curb around 17 years old. Um, and so, you know, things were kind of rough around then. Um, you know, like I, I, you know, I was kind of thrown out. And I had to live with the the youth pastor and, you know, people, I didn't really realize how bad it was, you know, um, I wasn't doing getting into too much trouble. I just wanted to skateboard, you know, that's what I was about. <laughs> that's it was my entire being, you know um and that was you know wrong my mom wanted me to do like the the sports the organized sport no you got to you got to play organized sports you know skateboarding doesn't you know you're doing you're off doing whatever whenever you know and so it didn't really align with her um but you know that is a piece of the puzzle that you know down the road ended up um you know I revised and I started to understand more like these years especially so you know, 17 years old, I am I moved out of the youth pastors, ended up living with my dad, who was pretty much a drunk at that time, um, and just spent a lot of time with friends, you know, just kind of distracting, you know, myself doing whatever, you know, I wanted to do, you know, I wasn't, the school college thing was not even close on my radar, especially for Carmel High School, where I went, you know, that was a pretty nice school, you know, you can get into a good, you know, post education and university that way. So it was kind of looked like I was wasting my opportunity, right? um so you know things kind of you know progressed on that page you know i was i dropped out of high school when i was 18 as soon as i was 18 i dropped out that was my junior year i was really trying to finish but it just wasn't in my cards for me (laughs) so dropped out ended up living with a friend just doing the whole thing smoking weed and you know having fun you know no direction at all really um, and and then you know, kind of started doing that whole thing of selling selling some weed to make money. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't have anything. I was like, Oh, this is why this is why people, you know, who are kind of in poverty sometimes go. It's like sometimes the first thing they do, right? They're selling drugs, you know, it's the easiest. And what I learned was it was like the easiest business. Okay. It like the thing sells itself, the product you just got to <laughs> be there on one end to give to the other. And I was, you know, I watched like my friend who would work a job and he was so broke. And you know, I was 18, you know, making enough money to not be worried about it. I was like, Man, I was like, you know, this guy's just not smart enough. Like, you know, and I mentioned the most <laughs> respectful way, you know, I was like, I'm smart enough that I see this going like this and I can do that, you know, a, a product from A to B. Um, and, and like, I didn't really realize that was going to be like the beginning of my business kind of career. You know, I learned you hear it sometimes I learned a lot of, uh, ethics and morals through it, you know what I mean? Um, So just like never being a thief, you know, just things like that. So um, you just, uh, that's kind of what I did. And then I did it for years, had a bunch of fun, you know, started, you know, I was about 21 years old now, um, you know, traveling to music festivals, having a good time. And then in one summer, I got arrested like three times. so i was just you know kind of getting to that point where i was kind of out of control right but i didn't realize that i was just you know 21 with some money in my pocket having a good time right i was i was set to do that for my whole life i mean like you know i had those conversations with my guys you know i was like hey you you in this for life or not you know what i mean that's a that's a real thing for some people you know yeah so um you know i ended up getting caught those three times in one summer i thought that was pretty obviously you know i'm smart enough to realize i'm like hey you know uh history repeats itself until the lessons learned right so that was kind of my first started to be like oh maybe this isn't what i want to be doing with my life you right um and so you know you know through a lot of basically blowing all my money on attorney fees you know i was able to stay out of prison did a lot of house arrest so that was kind of what started the this like uphill trajectory for me um was i was like, I lost all my money. I was on house arrest. I had to get a real job um, doing union iron work. I mean, that's like real labor right there. So um, I was doing that and I was just like, what did I get myself into? Right. I remember I texted my buddy on the first day on the job who got me it. And I was like, it was hot in the middle of the summer. I was like, what am I doing out here? I was on the side of a road doing construction on a bridge. I was like, never in my life did I think I was going to be this guy. You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck did I do? <laughs> so I, I texted him at lunch on my first day. I was like, bro, I was like, I don't think this is for me. I took my tools. The guys were like, hey, you can leave your tools here, man. I was like, oh, no, I'm going to take my tools with me. <laughs> you know, takes texted me. He said, he texted me back. He said, should have sk- stayed in school, sweetie you know, and it was like, that's where I like got hit. I was like, what did I get myself into with my actions? Right. So like, I really, that was the first time I started to have serious reflection on like where, you know, I was going. Um, and so, yeah, just, I basically was in, um, I was on house arrest, my car broke down and I had a couple crystals at my house and I had friends online. And these were like the days that Facebook, like the groups were pretty strong um, for this crystal industry. And I had two crystals that were like, worth 20 bucks. And I, I texted my buddy and I was like, I was like, you're selling these right online. I was like, I have no way to get to my job no money. I'm on the house rest. I was like, I've got to be creative here, you know? And I was like, and this was a kid that used to hustle on lot with me at the festivals. And so I, he was kind of a kindred spirit. You know how it is. You line yourself with people there, you know, he had that swagger to him, you know, and just, he was doing what I wanted to do. I was like, man, I want to be like you. So, um, texted him, you know, that, and, and he's like, yeah, man. So I basically, he showed me how to do it. And I sold two crystals that I had. They were little, two single little crystals of aquamarine. I still remember it. Um, they were twenty dollars each. And I was like, okay, I, you know, I I know, I know the buy and sell business, you know, I can do this. So um, yeah, I did uh I did that. I, I I sold those two crystals and and got my forty bucks back. And I saw this parcel online of little tourmaline crystals. There's like seven of them. Um, and it was like 140 bucks. So I borrowed 100 from my friend. I was like, hey, I can I borrow that? And I'm gonna buy this. So I did that. And it was like the you know how this story goes. It was it's then you know I start I sold those and it worked out. And I was like, oh my god, now I got my 140. You know, I paid him back and and all that. And so that was you know seven years ago, going on eight. And I just did it one thing at a time and just built up this side passion and the side business while I was doing my four years apprenticeship and all my probation. I had to do five and a half years probation. And if I fucked up one time, I had seven years backup on me. So they were like, okay, we're going to give you a really good plea. But if you freaking, you know, screw up, then seven, seven years mandatory. So, I, you know, I had a pretty good motivation not to fuck up, you know. So it's scary shit when people are threatening your freedom. So, you know, that'll. Yeah. That'll pull you back together um but yeah i i just i didn't even really know what i was doing but i will say while i was doing that i also was trying you know to find like other ways to to make a living um so but one of the first things i identified about my, myself which i'm sure you guys do as well is that like i do things that interest me that first you know I, my heart and my whole soul was gravitated towards then obviously we find out how we can make money through it right so that's always the first prerequisite for anything i do so um since i was in the crystal business you know officially air quotes i'd sold a couple crystals and this is like a multi this is a worldwide business you know um uh, billions of dollars every year um and and so it's 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 not like a it's not like i'm i was selling like collector stamps or something you know so i you know i had a real chance to maybe have a business here um but so i also started i learned how to make jewelry. Um, while I was on house arrest, I mean, I got stoked. I followed these jewelers that were in the business as well. I just wanted to be just like them, like the coolest dudes. Um, I mean, like badass guys. Um, and so I mean, you know, ten, twenty thousand dollar pieces of jewelry, uh, Damn. plus yeah, really cool stuff. And um So there's like a couple things going on there that I didn't really know I was doing. But now, you know, eight years forward, I realized I was like, wow, I was like, I naturally did this. And this is like a pillar for a successful business is one, you know, I read, you know, I was, you know, obviously reading books. Um, I was turned on to the book Mastery by Robert Greene. Have you guys messed with that at
0: all? I messed with Robert Greene. Yeah, Yeah, dude,
2: he's the man. Um, So mastery, I was reading that and it, like this one paragraph, I didn't even finish the book, I rose halfway through in this one paragraph, just like exploded my mind. And it was just talking about how, um, you know, the the path, if I don't butcher it, like the path goes to in your 20s, the, the point is to learn as many skills that interest you, right? Or, you know, any skills that, you know, uh, that provide an income, and just one at a time, just go through them and one will lead to the other. And then until you're finally get to the place mm-hmm. you want to be. And when one of the things that I started noticing also, and, um, a little bit before the ironwork, I was working at a jewelry store because I literally thought that someone that sold jewelry made money, like not getting a minimum wage. Like I, I for some <laughs> reason I thought I could make like a hundred grand selling jewelry. So like I had so many of these rude awakenings where I was sitting there doing the thing that I wanted to do, right. Um, whether it was selling jewelry, um, at a jewelry store or making it, and then i ended up learning how to cut gemstones right and fast you know fasting and cabbing them my wife's engagement ring i cut like super rare garnet from tanzania it was like a one-year find and they sparkle like diamonds and color change so like no one else yeah. has it and i cut the stone that was in it so but every time it was one of those things. Where like, man, I'd spend a whole day cutting a gem, and it, I'd get what, like, two hundred bucks. I was like, this just isn't enough for me, right? And so that book, you know, explains is doing one thing at a time in your twenty, learning as many paying skills as you can, and and eventually you don't know where it's going to lead, but you know that it is going to lead to where you want to be. It just takes you know one step at a time, um, you know, trying new things. And so and for me the the whole thing every time was that it just didn't provide enough income right like i'm here for money i'm I'm not here to you know i've seen you know i basically was cast cast down to the bottom basically poverty right on my own and i saw my family with this big house that just got ripped away from us and i was like i'm going to have that like i that's just been my first thing i know i'm gonna have that that's the whole like being of my grind uh, you know essentially at this point um so you know just like digesting books and 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 one thing at a time yeah I, like i said i cut gems i uh and then eventually you know through i found personal development right so uh like jim roan you know the good old tony robbins things like that um even this guy named joseph rodriguez that i love he's a he's a uh, coach, you know, and like, and turned me on to books, you know, written by people like James Allen or Think and Grow Rich, you know, with Napoleon Hill. Like that shit's powerful information. Yeah. So I got turned on to that, you know, through personal development. I wanted to, st- I started eating healthy, you know, through the throughout these years while I was on house arrest. So I was like starting to learn things. I was listening to Joe Rogan, kind of doing that whole thing as a twenty 20- young twenty year old, you know, and that like really was a powerful influence for me to like get some shit together and learn about how to take care of my body you know, my mind, my soul, my finances. So um, you know, that's kind of just how I got, you know, aimed in the direction of actually learning about, you know, maybe how to make some real money. So um, you know, I'm still in the crystal business. I'm I'm excited about it. It's been about eight years. Um and I was doing the math. I was like it the way it's grown um has just been incredible. I've done a million in sales from my cell phone and um just on my Instagram and Facebook. Over, over the seven, eight years, it's about 2,600 sales with like the approximate um, uh, average sale price being about 400 bucks. So I've done about t- 2,600 transactions. I shoot, I usually uh, mail about 350, 360, something like that, packages a year of crystals um, all all out of my house. So, and this is like stuff while I'm ironworking, you know, I'm looking at, I just sold one crystal. I made a week's worth of ironwork pay in one crystal move, right? So you start getting enough of those, mm-hmm. you know, um, but yeah, so I know I got, I'm kind of got, um, in a few different directions, but basically I kept doing, doing the crystals, reading the books, um, listening to anything I could get my hands on, you know, with uh personal development and, uh, you know, I basically, my I was at the end of my iron working apprenticeship. Like I started going through this was basically like, as Jordan Peterson says, like you get to get cast down into hell to to like literally be rebirthed and to the you know, and to come out as a new person, you know, like the Phoenix. Right. So this whole experience of getting in trouble going through the iron working, which happened to be a four year apprenticeship, and my probation was five and a half years. So it kept me in line for two, I was going through two for two worthy goals, right, not getting in more trouble and having this little career. And I found I was building a little, a little business on the side. So um, I just kind of kept doing that. And I really like transformed myself because you know, people, some people, it's easy to change when things are good. But sometimes it takes things getting really bad for for you to change and make make a difference. Um, so, so that's kind of like where I was going and, uh, yeah, my wife was, uh, my, you know, girlfriend at the time, now wife was pregnant and I literally, the day that she went into labor, I was iron working, and I was like, I literally was like, I'm done. I was like, I'm not coming back tomorrow. So it was like this really cool moment I had, and that was in 2018. Um, so we went pretty much from 2013 to 2018, working, doing that, building my business, reading books, trying all these new things. Um, and it kind of came to this like cool peak where you know I was I was iron working every day and through the personal development I found obviously real estate investing so that's kind of my lane right you guys have your trading I kind of went this was the first one I got into so I'm going all in on it right? Mm-hmm. So um, I was able to walk away from my job uh, that day and didn't have to go back and literally supported my family on my crystal business, which was the first time ever. You know, I'd never done that in my whole four or five years. I was able to finally sustain the same lifestyle through my business, right? Which was a fraction of the work, a hundredth of the work, right? So um, yeah, that's just kind of been what I've been doing. That was like the biggest transformation lately, pretty much in my past ten years. Um, and so basically in 2023, so next year. Um, it'll be 10 years since I was convicted of all those troubles. Um, I caught a felony. It was awful. So I, I'm excited to get that expunged. Um, but yeah, it'll be 10 years in that. So that's been kind of a cool, um, you know, time marker of like, you know, you can kind of see where I was then and and where I am now. And, you know, and that's it just takes having that vision. As you guys know, you got it. You got to set your sights on something that you want. And so that's been been pretty cool. And so Obviously, we joined uh, the real estate lab master, uh, mastermind. That's been huge. And like all I wanted to do, right, was be a in- real estate investor. So, but one side note that I love about this that you guys will probably agree on is one of my favorite things to do um, that I didn't know I used to do was uh, to be good in the industry. You want to identify the hierarchy, right? Like who's doing, who's at the top that's doing what you want to do? Who's, right? Who's got the, who's trading at the volumes you guys want to be trading at? Who's got the net worth? All those things. Find out who that is and, and get on a first name basis with them, right? Oh. Get around them. So that's what I did with the crystal business. I didn't really know that was like a, a good strategy, but it's just what came natural, right? You know, I, I literally genuinely fall in love with this stuff and, and want to be, in the end, appear in the community with someone, right? Someone that's at the top that, you know, sometimes you get a little googly eyed for. And like, you don't realize that you're like, man, you know, I don't, you you don't mean to put people on a pedestal, but sometimes it's just like, uh, intoxicating, right? You know, going around these dudes that are buying apartments, you know, $100 million in acquisitions in their 20s. You know, it's like, I mean, you can't help but be like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? Right? Like, this is crazy. So that's one of my favorite things to do in any industry is just get to know people at the top of it and just be on a first name basis. And eventually through them seeing you right over your timeline, they're going to watch your build your credibility while they watch you do the things you said you wanted to do. Right. You have the same kind of conversations. And so it just it's the perfect formula for really getting embedded into a community or business. So I really enjoy that
0: yeah dude shout out to david Tupin for putting that real estate mastermind together man yeah that, buddy yeah that's that that guy is definitely like one of the most aspiring people that i look up to 100%. trading it's mike real estate it's him dude and there's so many like super super wealthy real estate people like super wealthy that i've been in the game forever but like there's just something about david that like is just different you know like this guy's 27 i think you right mm-hmm. he's got just like hundred plus million in real estate assets and he, he he looks like a regular college kid like he you know he doesn't flex in any way shape or form you know he flexes his bike or you know like his right. mainly his time freedom but it's just like the mentality behind he that you know his industry and the mastery behind it that's just so attractive so Dude, I I really resonate with what you just said there. Dude, I took quite a few notes on what you're saying, though. But first, dude, your story's crazy.
2: Yeah, sorry it was long-winded a little bit. Oh, no, you're I know you hope man. it kind of made sense there, but yeah, <laughs> appreciate it.
0: <laughs> yeah, your story is um it, it's definitely inspiring, bro. For most people, True. they don't they don't ever turn that around, dude. You know, most people they're just they get stuck and you know they're in the system and that's it, man. The seven years mm-hmm. they they yeah. they they may turn around in while they're doing time, you know what I mean? But I sure. think most people don't actually get to the point where they turn around before they get to, you know, before they get to to spend some some time alone. Of course, of course. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely a
2: thing that I'm grateful for. It's one of those, you know, when it just not uh, knowing thyself, you know what I mean? I've had enough time yeah. where I was alone by myself doing anything mm-hmm. And like, you know what I mean? I was like, you know, this is no, you know, it is no one's gonna save you, you know. And I just always knew that I would because I felt like you're like if you're acting out of like maybe love for something, like I'm not gonna make the wrong decision. And I always was mm. like never trying to be like a bad person. I always so I just found, I built this trust and understanding of myself so that I, you know, when push came to shove, like it honestly was kind of just like second nature. So um, you know, I can't, I don't even know how that was. Maybe it was just, you know in my, in my nature or whatever, but yeah, that's a, that's a hundred percent, a real thing. So Yeah, it's just been, it's been cool to meet people like you guys and um, just kind of share and now, and now, like we said, become peers uh, together in this journey. So any, you know, the people, anyone that's on the personal development journey, you know, the path, um, we all share share pretty similar, um, you know, hardships and and victories. So just, you know, now it's like doubling down once you start realizing what's going on, what you've got for yourself, what kind of person you are, you can double down on that and really just mm kind of look at it and take, you know, watch it grow. So shout out to you, Chase,
1: for for all the transparency, man. Like I'm just getting to know you right now and just like I'm blown away by your transparency and just your your honesty and your openness, man. Cause I think a lot of people maybe have been through a situation like that might not be as open. And I think sometimes because I come from the sticks, man. I come from a place where, you know, I was kind of in the wrong crowd um going up, um, especially in high school. I was around things like that. Thankfully I had a couple of scares with the law, but I came out scotch free. But mm-hmm. I have close friends who like all right, got stuck, you know, got, got stuck in that system, like as Mano said. Mm. I think it's so important to, like, how you view that circumstance, you know, how you view what's happening, is you, how you view things as things that are happening to you, versus things that are happening for you, mm. right? Because I think it's so easy, and I have so much sympathy and empathy for people who have gotten through that legal system and chosen, like, it just sucks when they view themselves as a victim of the system, you know, because it's like, dude, like, mm. I get it like dude shit sucks like I had a homie dude I had a homie who served some time for they they picked up scraps in his car like they picked oh, up scraps God, of wheat, yeah. and he served uh. some time so like I was in that small town bro and I was riding with those people and I've seen it and I was just like it sucks but it's so inspiring and I'm like so grateful and thankful for you for sharing that story because it's like it's another evidence another example of proof that you can't get out of that like especially with just that mindset with just like the pursuance of like hey this isn't it like just that simple like belief of like, yo, this isn't it, this isn't it for me. Like this can be better. Cause that's the fundamental belief you have to have is that you can change, you can get better, whatever you put your mind at you will essentially proceed. You will essentially success with that. So I'm kind of curious, man, like what was that transition? You said you're doing crystals, you're getting out of that. And then you of just mentioned real estate. Like how did you, what was the jump from crystals to real estate? How'd you get involved with that?
2: Right. I mean, dude, some of it. Yeah. And I love everything you just said. You're totally right. And the things happening to you and uh, uh, for you, not to you. Like that's part of those philosophies. You got to develop philosophies for yourself, whatever that is. It's all individual. Um, But and so also in in getting into that, I think the first way was I don't remember how exactly, but someone gave uh, brought up the the rich dad, poor dad so yeah. it was like you know i was kind of <laughs> going through books and i had never got to the money ever so someone said rich dad poor dad i think it was just maybe a friend like a good friend it might have been my one who passed away andy rip bro um and he was like the per- first person to i think he followed my crystal business oh and this is what he would tell me he said man if you spent as much time on real estate as you did on crystals he's like you'd be a fucking millionaire And I was like, okay, I was like, okay, I'll take that in. I'll just keep that, you know, in my pocket. So um, I think he recommended that book and I went on to it. And then after that one, you know, like there's cash flow quadrant, things like that. Um, And and just one thing at a time, right. Um, And then of course, and then he said, listen to bigger pockets. So that was an easy one because I was iron working all day and I'd be able to listen to headphones. And so i just i just smashed podcasts right i mean i listened to like two or three bigger pockets a day and and it was cool because uh basically you know it's like i wasn't doing something i did not want to do it's dangerous it's hard you get paid well but it's just not for me i'm not that guy so um i would just listen to there i remember just sitting one day just like screwing deck because that's what you do before the poor you uh you got to like tie the decking together And I was just looking out on this building, listening to Bigger Pockets. And like, you know, when you listen to something or you know anything and it gives you that like euphoric high, like tingle down your spine, you know, I was like, you know, it was just so much overwhelming. I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to do this one day. I'm going to fucking do this. I'm going to be a real estate investor. So that was, you know, my first, you know, because in the crystal business as well, I started realizing I was like, oh, I if I'm only going to make, I'm only going to make enough money. If I'm a million dollar dealer, like fine minerals is my thing. I like the nicest and best, the rarest. Right. And to do that, you know, you got to have a couple mil of rocks in your room. There's a whole standard. And I started observing most of the people that were in that, um, were either multi-generational families, um, or they were like literally weed ballers that, that put their money into the crystals. It's like, it's a perfect thing. You know what I mean? Like they come to the, to the Tucson gem show, the biggest, in, one of the biggest in the world. There's like Thirty shows going on at one time for over thirty days um, in Tucson, right. Arizona. Billions of dollars spent in this multi millions. I don't know if it's billions. It's a lot. People literally put their entire um, from all over the world. They store their rocks in Tucson. So um, I kind of lost my train of thought, but yeah, um, I just started realizing. I was like, this isn't gonna. This isn't gonna be sustainable for me. I, I'm not gonna be able to get that. So that's when I. My buddy said that to me. You know, if you spent that much time on, Chris, on uh, real estate, you, you know, you'd be a millionaire. So I, that really stuck with me. I just started listening to it, and I got that feeling, right? And I was like, Oh, okay. So that's always what guides you, right? Is that feeling? I just know that that's what I want to do. Um, so I'd say that was pretty much how I first di- uh, started, uh, like started the path, and uh, it was re, you know, reaffirmed through people like Jim Rohn and and other people talking about finances. Um, and so I was like, oh, Okay, okay, there's something here. Um, but yeah, I just literally listened to that. Um, it was like, and it was like the, the unicorn in the sky kind of thing. Um, I listened to, you know, how it is like a hundred something podcasts, you know, before, and I ne- couldn't, I was trying to find deals. I was trying to set up things, but it just never worked out. Right. So I spent, it probably took me two solid years of listening to these podcasts to even get my first deal. And I ended up getting it, um, through my wife's cousin, who is an investor just North of here. And I, it was in and this is kind of a, this is a cool story. So I was like walking properties. Um, cause you know, like you hear people say that you got to grease the groove, you got to do the thing a bunch and a bunch at a time. And when you have, do you guys, have you listened to uh Joe Dispenza at all? Yeah. Of course. Love yeah. Joe. Yeah. So you know how it is. It's like when you start doing novel experiences, new things, then you're, you're, you're welcoming the universe to come in and throw mm-hmm. something that wasn't there. You know, that's going to give you the path that you wanted. Right. So I knew I was like, I just got to walk properties, you know, GC good old Grant Cardone, you know, he's like every weekend I'm walking props. Right. So I was like, okay, we'll do that. So I started going, I was like this fucking, I just couldn't seem to get a deal. And then I happened to call him my wife's cousin because of something I was looking. I was like, Hey, I'm I'm looking at this. What do you think about this deal? What what do you think about this house? And he's like, how much you got? I was like, you know, and at this time, okay. In pretext, like it's also, you think that you got to have money to get into the, real estate business, right? It takes a little bit of something. So what I did was I had to partner up with two other friends because I had an annuity from ironworking for four years, okay? So I had a little bit of side money that I could pull out. So basically we all came up with $5,000 each. That was like the you know the smallest amount I could figure out you know for all mm-hmm. of us to get into our first deal. But he's like, how much do you have? And I told him, and he's, like, he's like, I got something right now. And it just happened to be that I called him only because I was walking another property, right? So it's like, you don't know. And then he's like, I literally have it. And it ended up being a duplex in a single family, three doors for 55,000. Okay. Yeah. And they were great condition and they were already cash flowing. And so I was like, holy shit. I think we got this one. It was like no brainer. So it was each unit was collecting $600 tenants had all been there. Uh, Two out of three had been there for over two years. And so it caught, it was generating $1,800. Okay. A month it was 55,000 to borrow the money. Okay. Until because I, I didn't even know if I could get a loan to refinance, we were going to do the burr method, right? Yeah, um, buy, uh rehab, rent, refinance, repeat. So that's because you know, I heard that I was like, that's the easiest way the lowest um, down payment, you know, of money that I could get into my first deal, you know, it just takes obviously, you know, getting that first deal, get your foot in the door. And it kind of opens opens the doors in your mind as well. So uh, it cost me because I found some hard money lender actually from a guy that tried to screw me over a year before he was like a, a, I had never seen snakes before until I came to real estate. I was like, Holy shit, dude, there are snakes out here, dude, (laughs) like crystal business. You can like, they'll, they'll like, you know, have groups about scammers and stuff, you know? So it's a little easier, but dude, this guy was like, yeah, yeah. Give me, give me this money. He was around these other people. He was like, I'll, I'll, double it or whatever, like, sounds like you're like, why would you ever do that? But, you know, he was very, he was like, took, he was a golf course, 50 year old guy, like drove a BMW would never have thought he was a scammer. So, but anyways, the point is I threw, this is also some alchemy right here, right? Finding good things in the shitty things, right. Is that that guy was a scammer, but he introduced me to this hard money lender that I still use today. And I literally had a phone call with today. He's funded every one of my deals, to be honest. So, um, Nice. I met him. Yeah. And so it cost me five. So it was $1,800 a month. It was collecting and it cost me 550, pretty much 575 to borrow the money to buy the house. So I borrow that, you know, whatever that is, you know, 1800. Uh, my, I think it was like 15, uh, 15. Oh no! no, It was five seventy-five. Yeah, five seventy-five. So twelve twenty-five. I was making a month uh, just to buy the thing, right? And then that came to the the next, you know, the next part of like, oh, now I got to find a bank who's going to refi me because I'd never done it. Because I'm I'm definitely a uh, I don't know how you guys are, but I'm a very much uh, build the airplane while I'm flying kind of guy.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm (laughs) like, hey, no, baby, we're
2: flying, baby. We'll figure it out once we're up there. you know, I'm shooting from You spent too here. much time
0: on the ground, man. You started second guessing those flight plans.
2: <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's not me, dude. We're getting up there. I don't care how. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, so that was like the first deal. Um, and it was supposed to be like a three month transaction it ended up being like 16 months. It took me to like find a bank, get the refi. Cause everyone also, I was self-employed and like no, the banks yeah. would look at me and look at that. And they're like, they're like, no. no, man. We're not touching you. So um, yeah, you know, just had to call people, use the network, um, and just tried a bunch of times, ended up finding a bank. So that was like the first deal. And I still own that property. We ended up selling the duplex, but that was two years ago. I think uh actually just about uh three years ago, just three years ago. Um, in November, it'll be three. In November it'll be three years. So um but yeah that was like the first one and then you know once you get through that it was like but forever like it was my goal like all i want to do was be a real estate investor right you know and then and we did it and then you know how it is i was like oh damn i don't feel any different <laughs> like what the fire yeah, I supposed dude. to be like <laughs> elated for like ever <laughs> you know you do the thing you're like hey, damn like what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. so you know that's a whole thing what do they say the the top of the mountain is the p pe- or the peak of the mountain is the bottom of the next one so mm-hmm.
0: Dude, that's crazy, bro. One of the things that I want to like highlight. So I've been you mentioned thinking you're rich in some of the books that you were reading. And I've been reading that book. I've been studying that book is a, is a better word instead of reading. Yeah, but And one of the things it talks about was um like thought impulse. Right. So like I want to like map out this for for really anybody listening. And like like this is how you get whatever the fuck you want in life. Like it's a thought impulse. Right. You're reading something. You're listening to something. You're watching something. And then this God, the universe, divine energy, whatever you want to call it, right? You get something, it's like that spark. For you, it was like, this is it. Like, I'm going to be a real estate investor. That thought impulse leads to a desire, right? And you're like, damn, you know, I want to fly. I want to put a machine up in the freaking air. Like that's a thought impulse, it leads to a desire. And then um, Napoleon Hill says, right? Desire leads to definite plan. So it's like, okay, cool, I'm gonna, your plan was like, I'm gonna walk, I'm gonna be a real estate investor. This is what I'm gonna do, now you, now that's a desire. Thought impulse turns into desire, desire then turns into a plan. I'm gonna walk these properties, I'm gonna find these lenders, I'm gonna meet these networks, right? I'm just gonna talk to people, I'm gonna build my network. And that plan, it leads to results, right? Sometimes they're not the best results, but you know, just like I said, right, that you, you find, shit in in, there you find good in the shit like that's you you know some of you met a scammer but it ended up leading you to somebody that's you know probably one of your best networks right now is your hard money lender it's like those results might not be exactly how you see them in your head but like it's not up to you you know because that thought impulse wasn't you like it was something that maybe you were looking for and it came to you that's that's just what i believe right but like to map it out right thought impulse desire definite plan and then results like that's that that's literally how it works with anything in life. It's like, dude, it's so cool to watch, like, where, to listen to where you come from. Like, probably when you were in high school, you probably never would have imagined that you were going to be in the position where you're at right now, right? Sophisticated, pretty. I mean, you've done probably pretty couple deals, right? You run uh, an investment business. You run a you know million dollar business, like retail business with 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 your um, with your gems, like dude and like you were not that person you know in high school so it's right. it's it's the exact result of like anybody can do anything as long as they put their mind into it you know like something my dad used to tell me all the time and you know when i was little he used to tell me this all the time and i didn't understand it you know i didn't get it he he was always like you your mind does not control you you control your mind i'm like that doesn't even make any sense you know like uh and I'm like, you know what? Like that's as you start getting older, start getting into personal development, you start reasoning like, yeah, you know what? Like I do control what I think, you know, like I do control my feelings and my emotions and my actions, and you can become a victim of all the circumstances, regardless of all the background. You know, Jordan and I, we've talked about our background here, right? Kind of similar to where we come from. We don't come from anything luxurious or spectacular, you know, but it's like, dude, we just like desired to not just be there. You know, there's, a, there's just like thought impulses between talking to people. One of the people that we really look up to, right? His name is Mike Navarrete. Like we just have phenomenal conversations with him, just like a super intelligent human being in all aspects of life, right? Business, um, you know, he's done very well for himself financially, you know, emotionally, he's probably one of the most intel- emotionally intelligent people we know. And so just those interactions with people, lead to different desires so dude it's so cool to like listen to your story bro because it's like it's literally is like the mapped out layout of like dude something that you know for easier way to term to say it's like rags to riches right but like something can nothing can turn into something Mm -hmm. as long as you just stay on track man
2: yeah, heck yeah. And I was gonna say, uh, it's funny, like, I got really into NLP, you know, the neuro linguistic programming and shit. Mm-hmm. And so I uh, I even like put on my, uh, I got, I got my first Audi, like a nice car. I was like, you know what, I've never had so I'm gonna give myself something that gives me a little energy, right. So I got a cool little Audi, and I put manifesting um, for my license plate so that every time nice. I saw my car, I reminded myself that I'm manifesting everything that I want, right. So uh, that's just a that's fun deep, thing. I, I love I love doing stuff like that. You know, you, you got to have fun with it. Remind yourself and like it doesn't mean that everything's obviously, you know, just like amazing now. You know, I'm still, you know, struggling often. You know what I mean? Trying to make something out of nothing. Um, uh, you know, like st- trying to stack wins, like real estate, I've never had a business where you like lose money if you're not like on point, you know, obviously, you guys get, get that all the time. But like crystals, not as much. Sometimes I buy a rock for a little bit too much. And I sit on it, but I'll eventually sell it. I very, very, very rarely ever take a loss. So it's been the first, you know, I was like, holy shit, like this last one, uh, my last flip, which was my partner's first one, my best friend who's bought every deal with me, one of my best friends, he's all on everything like this together, uh, as we are. This is Steve? Uh, no, not Steve, but Steve's a great dude. Jacob, did you meet? Uh, he wasn't out there in June. I don't think you got to meet him, but he's a no, awesome Steve. dude. Yeah, yeah, Steve's yeah, yeah, yeah. awesome as well. Um, but uh, he, uh, what does I say? Oh, I'm losing my train of thought. Um, you're talking about you know, the deal,
0: I believe you were talking about a deal. Oh, yeah, year.
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. That was his first deal, bless his heart. And we were doing a flip, and we were like, Yeah, we're gonna flip like an out of state investor. Like, you, you hear people that are like, yeah, on bigger pockets. He's like, yeah, yeah, I got like 10, 12 flips, you know, in Arkansas, like a thousand miles away. And I was like, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, people do that. So I thought that's what I was going to do. We had this deal that was an hour away and I didn't check on it for weeks. And I did like the number one thing that's you never do. I paid the contractor first. <laughs> like, no, why would you do that? You know, but he had literally just finished. Uh, do you remember Justin Gooden?
0: Uh, his name sounds he, familiar. Yeah, you're from, from, from um, Nashville, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, he's from Indy, but we met him. Uh he was on the boat with us in June. And he he's like working for a multifamily company that's bought like a thousand doors a year now. Okay. Um, but my point was I that I used the contractor he used, but I didn't do any research on the guy. I literally just said, Well, Justin uses him and he had no problem. Then I'm you're hired, right? And so the guy, dude, just you know, some people they'll read you if you're a sucker. And I basically paid him up for on. It was like a 30000 dollars budget. I paid him mm-hmm. 14 down. And like, he started doing all right. You know what I mean? He was working and then it was like halfway through. And then I hadn't been to the property in weeks and he sent pictures and basically he ended up getting pretty much his entire budget. Um, and I was in charge of that money and it was not mine. I borrowed all of it. So it was like a hundred thousand dollar budget or a hundred thousand dollar project. And I literally borrowed all of it. And so, um, yeah. So he basically took that and ran. And then I had another guy screw me on the same deal and took money and ran. And so I ended up having to go and do this work myself. And this was all stuff that I was like, fuck that. I'm not going to be that real estate investor that does the shit. I'm just going to step over the river. I'm not going to go through the river. I'm going to step over it. You know, like you think sometimes you, sometimes you can, but you know, sometimes you got to go through the freaking river. Like Grant Cardone's like, yeah, I saved up a million dollars to start. And then I, and that gave him like such a different launching pad. I'm like, dude, you can, sure you can go through the river and and save up a million dollars, but just go through the thing, do the hard stuff, learn the things. And so basically I had to learn how to do flooring. I had to paint damn near the whole house, like so much of this. And instead of losing, you know, $20,000, I got it brought down to 10. So basically me and my partner on his first deal, we lost $10,000 and that was just in April. Damn
0: bro. Yeah. some people think 10 grand is a lot of money. I was talking to someone, I was having drinks with somebody last night and they were talking about, and there was four of us. I'm like, what's a lot of money to you? They're like, a couple thousand. I'm like, you think $10,000 is a lot of money? They're like, yeah. I'm like, you think $10,000 is a lot of money? I'm like, yeah. How much do you think a lot of money is? I'm like, I think 100 million is a lot of money. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Oh my God. I can't even imagine that. I'm like, dude, 10000 bucks is like a thousand bucks. You know, like, I was like, I know people make 10000 bucks in freaking 30 seconds. I know people uh, lose $10,000 every day. You know, it's yeah. like, Dude, ten thousand bucks, dude. That's how do you... okay. I wanted to ask you this, right, Jordan? I don't know if you've been, you've been kind of quiet, bro. I'm just listening. I'm taking in the nuggets, man. I'm learning. Same, same. I wanted to ask you, bro, what is like the um emotional strategies that you use to like? Because I know you're into like, obviously Joe Dispenza. You're obviously super personally developed. You probably do a lot of reading still and just continuously to grow, but like. You know when you're you know when you're dealing with your money it's a little bit different than when you're dealing with other people's money you know like jordan and i and the industry that we're in you know we we deal with money some people you know they trade when they start trading they start with you know 10 50 100 bucks you know for people that have never traded before so that's kind of like the very entry-level investor mindset right but then mm-hmm. you know i there's some people managing hundred two hundred thousand dollar accounts you know and it's not their money so you know i'm curious to you know like as far as like in, in the real estate industry and you know your background like what are some of the things that you do to like get better at em- emotionally managing number one personally your own finances but then when it comes to dealing with other people's money because you're not you know borrowing 100 200 you're i mean you're borrowing thousands of dollars you know from people or from institutions so like what are some of the things that you do to like get yourself in the right mindset for that sure
2: um well I've, you know, sometimes you see people that are just doing huge things right out the gate. I've, I've found it's better to just kind of build your foundation of experience, right? Because through experience and success, you have confidence, right? To do these things. So, um, it kind of started small, you know, that first deal, even borrowing $50,000, you know, I was like, you know, I'd never borrowed 50 grand and it just kind of, we got through that first one and it made me feel all right. And so it was kind of multiple times of borrowing 50,000 at a time. Now I've borrowed, I've got like 300 or I've got, 600 right now out borrowed of other people's money. Um, And we're closing on 330 days. But um, it started with just doing the 50 grand a few times. I mean, you just got to be confident in what you're doing and know what you're doing. And of course, like, yeah, run that up and down. But it was like, you got to just if you can find like those no brainer deals, you know, and and execute on that, that'll help. But um, I mean, some sometimes it's just, you know, like, this last deal we borrowed literally, um, this one was more of a stressful one. Um, we've got three, it was a 310,000 purchase price. And so it was 60,000 down. Okay. To buy this property. It's a triplex. And we actually just accepted an offer to sell it today, uh, which I'm stoked on. It was been, it's been 30 days. So about 30 days ago, we put down, it was 60 grand. So we had 30, that's all my company had uh, to offer 30 grand. Um, and so we borrowed another 30 from John, the hard money lender. And so that was how, so we're leveraged right there. Um, and then we borrowed hard money, another hard money lender. Luckily, John, I did, I had done so much business with him. You, It's very rare, but through trust, he's like, I'll take a second position on this note. That's like very uncommon. So uh, he did that. So we took a second position on it and, um, and then it was another, you know, uh, 70 what was it 260 yeah it'd be about 255 hundred fifty five thousand extra money that we borrowed um so we're pretty darn leveraged on it um and you know but we just had to run things by the professionals if you can you know just studying studying and understanding the craft I mean there's no like magic trick around it um but you know we we asked professionals you got to ask the people that know what they're doing hey I'm about to do this pretty leveraged deal I think we can make it happen um but i mean there's there was times at night like our first offer was a hundred thousand under asking and so like i got a text from my partner at night because he was in indonesia uh jacob and he's like he's like this offer terrifies me i was like you know i was like i I had to just text him you know how it is like with your friends sometimes he was like i'm stressed i was like i'm worried about this i was like bro it's gonna be all right you know i don't know it's gonna be all right i think it's going to be but you know i was like i could read that signal there so i'm like it's gonna be all good bro um and so then today or yesterday, we got a full price offer that um for the deal. So we're actually going to double our money. And it's not a ton. I mean, we're just we're going to literally make 30,000 on it. Bro, um,
0: doubling your money is a fucking it's a big skill, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know how many people don't know how to double their money? So yeah, 30 days. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. And so that's why we're like, why well, we're like, holy cow. I was like, because it, it's one of those things like I just talked. I just took an L on my on that last flip. Okay. And I was like, you know, that sometimes that's your energy, bro. Like, if mm-hmm. you're not right, if you're not doing if you're like neglecting your body or not eating right, I mean, I still do that sometimes, you know what I mean? Like it can mess up your business. And like I'm responsible. i I've been this started with my vision and my dream. Of course, my partners wanted to do it too, but it started me saying, Jacob, especially, I was like, Bro, we are gonna buy our first property, like we're going to do it. So it's been one step at a time of building a foundation. And so, but it was my lead on this. I was like, Bro, I think we got this deal. I was like, We're gonna do this. And so you know, I felt like I was responsible. I was like, if I take two L's in a row, I was like, I was kind of going through my head. I was like, this could like be a, you know, maybe we should take a break from our partnership for a little while, you know, kind of thing if it didn't go well. Um, so, you know, there's obviously a lot of factors in that, but I just really like just building your foundation and starting small and just growing naturally with the deals. So, um, what was yeah. the deal?
0: So you said you purchased it, you put 60 K down you put, it was a $310,000 purchase price. What are, you, what are you selling it for?
2: Uh, three eighty. Nice. Yeah, we we uh signed a p- contract for three eighty today, and so there's gonna be like probably thirty thousand in realtor fees. Yeah, <laughs> I know they do. They get so much money for it. it. Seems so little, so little work. You know, I was like, Did Shit.
0: you do anything to the property, or was no? It we worth- didn't do
2: anything. No, we just bought it off market and undervalued. And also to say, it's on one of the hottest streets neighborhoods in the city of Indianapolis. It's historical. Um, we've got the big uh big tower, the biggest building in the whole city. Literally, you look down the road and it's just in the middle of the street. I mean, beautiful uh old uh what's it called, uh Victorian homes, like with the beautiful, you know, posts on the pe- like beautiful paint, all historical. Um, and so it wasn't just uh, you know, that it was like bought under value and that it was off market, so there wasn't as much competition, but it was that it was another, you know, hedge for safety here was that this is one of the hottest neighborhoods it doesn't, you can't go wrong here, right, at a certain point. And then also just to, to make things worse, we're doing this whole deal while the Fed's up in those interest rates. So, exactly. you know, it was like three something when we started. And then now we're at 5.5 or something like that, Jeez. you know, and it's like, holy shit, we were looking because we couldn't afford to hold it. Our whole thing is, right, we want to stack doors. Yeah. Um, we've got eight of them now um, technically 11 with this, but it's sold. So eight active units. And we're like, you know, the whole game is, you know, we want our first hundred, we want a thousand doors. Um, so, you know, it's kind of counterintuitive. Jake was like, fucking hold this thing. And we're, I'm like looking at interest rates, you know, and you know, how much we only got so much capital we can allocate to fixing up units and adding value. So, um, it just felt like it was the best, um, decision to, to flip this property because, obviously you want to stack doors and see your net worth grow, but I'm also in the business of increasing velocity of capital, right? Because this is also the other thing we're working towards that multifamily, right? You see all these guys doing that. We're going to, we're going, that is where we're going to be in commercial real estate. Okay. Cause that's where you can literally do the value add, value add, um, you know, formula and literally make millions of dollars. Like, like, you know, the homies got to represent, Monopoly, Monopoly Bros. bros. I
0: saw that, dude. Hell yeah. Jamil
2: and Eric, dude, they yeah. freaking bought this 45 unit. Did you hear about that? Like it's the one they're doing right now. The one
0: they're doing, the one they're doing with David, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah and dude. they were like, bro, they said before they found it off market and like half of the units were on month to month uh, leases. And he said they upped all the rent like 100 bucks. And he said they had a new appraisal before closing and they had already made a million dollars in value. Uh, just before they closed. And literally they were like, yo, we got to get this closed before the, before the owner sees what's going on here, you know, knows what she's got. So, cause you know, it's just an older, you know, older tenant, you know, who just wants to get rid of it. You know, it was their retirement. So like just things like that. And then they, once they've gone through the value add, they're adding another, David said they were going to have $3 million added in value. And there's three partners on it. That means they each made a mill on one deal. I was like, that is what I want.
0: Right. And, dude, you know? and then this is taking a very short time frame. Like, you know, this is, I mean, they've been doing under contract for, or they've been in the process for probably four months, five months now. Yes. Uh, just
2: about. Yeah. I think it was the end of January that they, uh, beginning of February, they got that. So, yeah, yeah. exactly. Jeez. I was like, oh. And then you see David, and you're like, okay, now, you know, or anyone who starts getting some traction or anything, you're like, i'll take 10 of that you know what i mean yeah. so how can we how can we scale to do that so that that's just where i want to go but that's you know right now that's i'm flipping houses and i'm re- I'm doing I'm putting a lot of work in like my flip right now i'm gonna make like 25 30,000, but dude you know how much work it's i've done compared to this one we just sold like literally it's a hundred times more work and i'm gonna make the same amount of money so i'm like looking at it, i'm like do i want to be a house flipper like what do I, what do i want to do you know i got a friend uh friend here that i in town, speaking of, you know, like getting to know people, doing the shit you want to do. My buddy's got 50 flips going on at one time. And oh, he's shit. like, he's like 40 years old, like not very old, 50 of them. And he called, he called my city, Indianapolis. He said he analyzed all the markets in the country. And he's like, man, Indianapolis is the realest, the Disneyland of real estate investing. Yeah. He's like, bro, he's like, and we got this like highway that goes around it. It's like, if you just stay in 465, he's like, it'll feed your whole family and you can make millions of dollars here. So he, he was kind of driving me around, showing me all the things. <laughs> And so i want to obviously scale like that but I'm, i also talked to his brother who's a financer so it's like he runs construction and that's why i've been aligned with him and he's been giving me like he comes to my job once a week which is awesome like couldn't ask for more like he's taken a liking the first time i met him real side story first time i met this dude i've been like you know how it is you mess at dm in someone you're like dude you're fucking badass like fuck yeah i gotta meet sometime. and you know i just look like a like a just a random crystal seller you know crystal kid and he <laughs> happened to be he happened to be in tucson when I was in Tucson, the biggest show. So I took him and his brother to see these million dollar crystal rooms. Like, you know, I'm talking 50 to $100,000 single crystals, like badass stuff. Um, and so that was the first time I got to meet them. So we just had this natural like hitting off. So, you know, when you like go around someone and you see their their skill and their craft and it's like, it's intoxicating as well. You're like, wow, like this is tight. You're in your, na- in your habitat, your natural habitat, doing your thing like badass. So they got to see me kind of in mine which i think added some you know some uh, uh validity you know to maybe what i was doing and maybe took me a little more seriously who knows maybe not but it was just something that we could actually genuinely bond on you know sometimes it's hard to relate to the guy who's got makes three million a quarter you know what i mean like you know you just gotta you know <laughs> you gotta act after, yeah yeah chase you
1: mentioned some interesting thing that i was like you were saying you weren't want, trying to hold on to the deal because uh interest rates, interest rates rising. And I think for someone like myself, like I'm not in the real estate game, it's on the horizon for me, I'm building equity and cash flow and other things right now, but I kind of, am curious to your opinions on just the state of the economy, the state of the market, like kind of the direction we're going, do you have any strong opinions on that? What's your thoughts on that?
2: Yeah, um, obviously I'm, I'm still kind of getting my own bearings. This is my first time seeing anything but a completely, you know, bear market um or is it bull market i'm sorry i'm sorry bull market. yeah <laughs> okay yeah. thank you thank you yeah. <laughs> and so listen to me and so um but that means just the tr- the strategy is changing right so um, uh, with the interest rates i will say that the only it the reason it didn't work for us it, and it would work for someone else is just the state of the units of those in the three units like we would want to add a little bit higher of a finish to be able to get those top rents but obviously you know the, the real estate is a hedge against inflation as the rents Obviously, obviously as we're seeing are going to go up with it right so that that is um, the caveat it's just it wasn't in the best interest of our business. but like I said, like right now people are really stoked on holding properties because we're, we're watching all this rent go up and then but there's also on the side of I want to be cash heavy because I want to I want to be ready for the opportunity right So that's why mm-hmm. we are flipping as well um and I would say and, and and that caveat also is that remember we're working towards our first commercial deal. So like that, that's why this this money started with 15 grand or about 17 and we turned it into 30. Okay? Now that we had the 30 we're turned to about 60, right? And so but every time I know that since we're doing, you know, one step at a time, we're getting closer to that that commercial real estate first, you know, deal like Tupin and them are doing. But um yeah, I'm just surrounding myself with with people who know what's going on, Beardy Brandon, you know, from bigger pockets, a lot of people, you know, putting out their opinion on what's going on. Um but it's a pretty good time to hold hold properties and uh, realize the rent increase that are going on um so i don't i don't have a ton of it but you know ton of experience but that's kind of what we're doing we're just going to get cash heavy um and just kind of keep doing short term uh turns and yeah slowly increasing our our
0: rents are you do you plan on flipping um like the next couple months or do you like going into the summer, fall, winter months, or no. Yeah.
2: I mean, yeah, we're looking for our next deal ASAP. Um, right now I'm kind of addicted to the, the velocity of capital going up. You know what I mean? Like, uh,
0: everybody is man. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. It's (laughs) it's, it's like that
2: counterintuitive. You wanted to sink it into something, but then you're like, no, no, just keep going. So, and that's why I think that's just a higher level of, um, Of investing like i was listening to axel's podcast Multifamily wealth and he always Mm -hmm. makes really good points and he was saying the same thing he's like it's counterintuitive right you want doors but maybe instead of that being a metric we're gonna have you know some capital because we are just like anything you're casting out you've got your vision of what you want but it doesn't work if you don't put the work in of course so we're gonna actively start holding cash because we've got this deal out here in the future that we're gonna we know we're gonna encounter so we just want to be able to have as much as we can so we don't have to borrow um and we can so we can own more of it you know because once yeah. we have our foundation like of course you want to trade with other people's money and like because and that's like ultimate scale right like now with my crystals I broker for people and it's like I'm making just as much money I don't have to tie up my own capital right I just get the return the the profit so of course that's like the best way to scale uh but but that doesn't in my opinion I'm not comfortable doing that until I have a solid foundation so right now we're in foundation mode right before we go up we're going to build out wide and and have a good foundation
0: that's so important bro Sowing, sowing, and reaping dude one of the things i wanted to ask you about um was leverage so you obviously as a business owner you have this mindset and a real estate you know investor you you understand the necessary use of leverage you know in trading we use leverage um one of the biggest reasons why people fail in trading is over leverage you know they're over leveraged i think a lot of people fail in uh, real estate same same deal you know they're over leveraged so um not in the perspective of a business owner but in the perspective of just a regular person but you understand leverage very well how important is leverage to like normal people that aren't necessarily using that in their everyday um activities or businesses but like to somebody that doesn't know the importance of it uh how would you like how would you introduce that to somebody um because obviously it's super in my opinion super super important to have all types of leverage leverage people leverage money leverage companies leverage Mm -hmm. everything you know so what are your thoughts on that
2: yeah I mean like you said I mean it's I want to see my my trajectory going up like this I mean if you're just going to do if you're not leveraging you're going to be kind of growing at your constant little bit little increase and it's just I feel like there's like, you get to a point where you're, where you understand what you're doing so much that you, that concept of leverage will come naturally um, once you've been doing it enough. But um, I mean, obviously it's the most important, it's, it's infinite um, returns when you start to leverage the right way um, and using other people's time, which is a necessity. You just will see when there will be too much on your plate to even start keeping up with things. Um, so you've got to leverage people's time um, learning who's what your skills, what you're good at and what you're not as good at. That's so important. And then once you start knowing what you're not good at, you can help bring in someone or reading something, finding the material you need to bolster that. So um, I mean, that's that's where I'd get with it. It's just I just think if you it might be a little bit um out there but if you are really doing what you're supposed to be doing i really think that answer in the uh, the understanding of leverage will come naturally to anyone mm-hmm. who's really committing themselves to what they're doing.
0: that's an answer. Yeah, that's deep. I think it's it's uh like that thought impulse we talked about earlier.
2: Yeah, so yeah. important.
0: <laughs> that's good. Man, so you also talked about some of the things that we dive in deep super heavy too is like a personal development, you know. Um I think it was Jordan. You was probably one of the guys that put me on to Joe Dispenza. Um, you know, obviously I read Napoleon Hill. I don't know if you've uh, heard of Val Proctor. Probably have.
2: Yeah, I haven't um, read any though. I don't. I haven't digested any of his
0: info. Okay. Um, there's other people that you talked about, but what are some of the some of the books or some of the like podcasts? Um, obviously, Bigger Pockets is really good for like real estate investing, but mm-hmm. some of the other stuff that you like consume to just continue going.
2: Yeah, um, I mean, really, the old school thinkers like James Allen, who wrote as a man thinketh, um, I think those are really uh, like base level, the way your mind thinks is the whole beginning of everything. So I, I'd say people think and grow rich. I try to read that once a year. I mean, or not. Yeah, three can grow rich. I, I listen to it now. Uh, but I, I try to digest that once a year. So obviously you're always in a different place you know every time it's not the same you so things will the, the right thing that you need to hear is going to resonate at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, as a man thinketh is powerful um just anything like dispensa like we said anything that gets down to the core philosophy of how your brain thinks is going to be the most important thing that you start with some people it's the Bible or or religious text like it really it just takes it's whatever's aligning on your path but it takes you know kind of like looking around it it, it takes, like Tim Ferriss, you know, and it really helped. I, I mean, it's like the meathead thing, but like Joe Rogan was one of the first people that started bringing on some deep thinkers that, like, really, um, you know, just gave me a perspective perspectives I did not know about. Um, Tony Robbins, obviously. Um, yeah, I'd say honestly, Napoleon Hill's probably my number one guy. Uh, have you have you listened to or read uh, Outwitting the Devil?
0: yeah gosh that one's
2: good dude that one effed me up like low-key like i had (laughs) like some you know some small addictions you know a lot of guys tend to have and i would literally was staring at this shadow of myself to the point where like i got super deep into my addiction i was like this is heavy shit like of course like you you think i'd say the opposite like oh yeah that i got over it but like the more i was looking at it the more i like got sucked into it so it just made that book so much more valid to me i was like this is no joke you know
0: dude it's the most powerful fucking my dad you know i really have this like battle with my dad he says the devil's not real he's like it's all made up Um, but he's a spiritual guy you know uh-huh. He's a religious guy you know he's, he goes to catholic church he's got this he's come he's convinced that the devil is not real i'm like but you believe in god like there's a law of opposition like there's up mm-hmm. there's a down you know there's a sideways there's a left there's a right like dude come on and um the dude, dude outwitting the devil is if anybody that hasn't read that book jordan's told a couple stories on that book you know when mike was on here like it's that book dude is fucking powerful
2: yeah, and that's a really cool way I think to think of the devil. Instead of a character or something, it's whatever's yes. making you drift, as as they say. Whatever's pulling you off of your path, um, that's the devil. I mean, it could be whatever, and and it's all all subjective, right? My devil could yes. might not be yours, right? Um, that's why I got my poster in the back. I don't know if you can read. It. it says, "All all know the way, but few choose to walk it." Right, Bodhisattva. Um, you know that kind of aligns. It just remembers that's your path, right? And like that's the most important thing. So yeah, that's that's that one's heavy. I might need to crack it open now because it has been a while since I've read it. <laughs> yeah, I'm
1: gonna listen to that same. That, yeah. that, that concept of drifting though is like that got me so deep too, just because of how well he articulates it too. And it's almost like a like a virus of your own mind of like, that's that's dude, that's what's fucking you up. That's what's in the way of everything you want is that mm-hmm. devil. Whatever you said is subjected to, it's different for everybody.
2: It's heavy.
0: Yeah. What are what are your some of your beliefs? Like, are you a religious person? Are you more like spiritual? Are you like uh you yeah. practice a certain religion or
2: yeah, I was like raised in Christianity and my wife is super Christian, um, real strong in her faith. I was raised to that in the church, and it just honestly, I did the psychedelics in my early 20s, a lot of psychedelic <laughs> use, and uh I kind of saw things differently, you know. I was like, I don't think this is the story for me. I really resonate with the good and evil stuff and all of it, I just don't really vibe with the heaven and hell stuff I definitely you know feel like there's more and that you know our spirit's infinite and stuff like that but I'm not sure I believe that I have to believe something or I'm gonna go burn in hell for it you know it just doesn't align with me but there's so many things in the Bible that do I do align with so that's why I'm kind of torn it's kind of in a uh, I'm still a work in progress what about you?
0: Yeah. No, I mean I'm the same way, dude. I think uh David was on last week was he's our guest, you know, he's like somebody asked me if I'm Christian. He's like, no. He's like, what, what do you define as Christian? And then he's like, um, do I believe in the teach the teachings of Jesus Christ? Yes. Like, mm-hmm. do I, you know, religiously, you know, cultly per- practice a religion? No, you know, so it's like, yeah, I'm I also dabbled into some psychedelics that, you know, changes your um perspective on on certain things like that, you know. I think. There's a documentary Joe Rogan just posted about actually. Um, yeah, I want to on- see that. Michael, yeah. Pitt, wasn't
2: it how to change your mind or what was it? It was something along those lines, like
0: how to change your mind. Like, Did you about- see that Jordan?
1: I have not, no, I know. But my brother was like super excited about it because that's right up his eye.
0: Yeah, it was like, yeah, he pro- I didn't uh, watch the, like, the trailer or anything, but I think I'm going to watch it, you know, maybe. Indulge in some substances and then watch it. Of course, of uh, course. <laughs> um, yeah, but it, it's cool, man. Psychedelics, I feel like people have um misunderstood them. But that that to me was the Very connection nice. that I that that broke the bridge or crossed the bridge between like everything that I was taught about like religion and spiritually and to like what was actually real. Granted, I know nothing yet, right? But of I course. come with different ideas, you know. Jordan, I stole this from Jordan. I wear that ideas like I do outfits, you know, it's like whatever fits at the time, like. Dude, that just makes that made so much sense to me, bro. I'm gonna carry that for the rest of my life, bro. Like it's just so important,
1: you know. And they're like psychedelics, like, like the opener, bro. They open your mind just to like, like you said, the fact that you don't know anything and the fact that there's so much more than what we think there is. It like really does cap. It's just a spiritual experience. And like that's given me my viewpoint on like religion and stuff. It's like I think the word is an omnist, someone who believes finds truth in all religions it's like dude like they're all talking about the same thing you know they're all talking about the same spiritual divinity presence awareness energy whatever your term you want to put on it i think god is one of the most misused words in the world you know because it's can be used to manipulate people in a way of like in this physical realm but we all understand like psychedelics are like that experience that you will if you don't understand you're not aware like they will show you Sometimes yo. they
2: don't though, which is kind of crazy. I will say really? like I used to have friends like we'd all trip and eat the same stuff and I'm like having these crazy mind-blowing thoughts and and then they're you know they're just like nothing. I'm like, yo, do you guys not see what's going on here? <laughs> like like for real, it wasn't it wasn't all my friends and that, that was that was yeah. another learning lesson too. I was like it was so, only a few and like some of my best friends that I have now that like see these deeper meanings in it, right? Mm-hmm. Um so I, I yeah, I enjoy that uh fully.
0: <laughs> do you um are you still like do you have like this like work hard play hard mindset or are you more just like you know I went through my my um what is it like deviant years already like I'm not really oh, too into yeah oh wait, heard- wait
2: wait in regards to what work and or psychedelics
0: <laughs> um shit I mean <laughs> no
2: no yeah um honestly I. I started like really pushing my, like, I tend to, you know, how it is like, I tend to take my shit really seriously, like a little bit too serious sometimes like I I had a lot on my plate for a while, um, running the crystal business, doing having a family, a daughter, um, and having another job plus learning real estate like some it's like I was spreading myself really thin. And um, I, you know, I just don't, I don't like the overworking, I think it's a natural male uh, thing that you might want to do tendency. Um, to grind really hard. But you know, of course, like, it's just a natural, like, I'm, I'm a seven uh, 24 seven worker, I I work work when my eyes are open until they go to sleep, you know, that's just how it is. Um, You know, because I love it. Um, But I also am like starting to see more of like the uh, chilling out, uh, not killing myself mentally, because it can start to get pretty dark if you're, you know, not seeing progress or whatever, or just things are rough, you know, Um, I try to, you know, keep that in mind because I used to be like the, you know, the David Goggins, like stay hard, motherfuckers. You know, <laughs> don't be a pussy. Like I remember to calling my friend, I was like, don't be a pussy, and he's like, bro, he's like, bro, it's not even about that. He's like, I'm, he was just burned out on it, you know. And I'm yeah. I started to experience burnout for the first Burnout's time. Real. Like, yeah, like I'm kind of got I've I've honestly kind of been like that the last six months to a year on my crystal business. I actually took a my old ironworking job back uh, last September. Because it was just like I couldn't wait to have a steady paycheck. You know, it's been mm-hmm. four something years of, you know, I don't know where my rent's coming from. It's it's up to me to literally sell crystals to make my living, right? Um, so like it was a it was honestly like such a refresher. I could just not think while I was at work, and I could just know that I'm getting paid. You know, um, so there's a you know a, a, a yin and a yang to everything. A woo uh, a, woo-wah, as they I say. I relate about- to that a lot.
1: I relate to that a lot because I had a similar journey with my entrepreneurship. Like I jumped all in. I was living off it for years, traveling all over the world, but the unsteady nature of it, you know, it's like, and can get at you and it's like, you must feel like something that you used to do because you loved it. Now you're forced to do it to like eat, to pay your rent, you know, and so having a steady nature, but it is a balance because I think the older I've gotten, I've learned that, yeah, like David Goggins, that whole like, let's fucking get it. Just go, yeah, yeah. go, go, don't be a pussy. Like you have that kind of mentality in your younger years, at least I did. You know, and it's like, yeah, I'm grateful I did it. I went hard and I achieved a lot of things, but the older I get, the more I realize it's not about how fast you can do something, it's about how long you can do something. It's about the sustainability, like how, like, and that's how I do everything now with every business I run, my marketing business, my trading, my investing, you know, everything, my relationships, it's like, if it's just something I can't see myself actually being able to sustain long-term, I don't have much interest in it anymore because what's the point? If you're just gonna do something, go hard, three, six months, even a year, two years just for you to drop and stop it because then you're right back where you started. So like in that balance and understanding yourself of how much time you need to relax, how much time do you need to be alone? How much time do you need to have fun and balancing that with your work and your progress? You know, it's so key.
2: Yeah, I'm with that. I feel like one of the hardest things though lately is the fun thing. Like it's been, I used to only have fun skateboarding and it's like, it's genuinely become sometimes a thing where it's like everything is business. And I'm like, Sometimes I feel like I'm kind of starving my soul because I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm I'm not gonna lie, like every every business I've gone through like gets kind of less and less fun. Like crystals really do come naturally. I'm finding beautiful, rare things and making money, and like it's it's really an easy to fall in love with. And the real estate's like honestly been like not so much, you know. <laughs> uh, like like luckily I'm I'm learning design, and that's literally the only place I'm finding like that inspiration. Is like I'm starting to get a little bit good with design and and be able to add my touch to it right um but like it's a thing it's like you don't want to like it's like the harder you grab you know the more it slips out so I'm like it's a balance of that but I'm like, I used to skateboard and like my wrist is kind of messed. So I'm like, I'm trying to figure like, what do I do for fun? I know I sound like a sociopath, but I'm like, sometimes it's not hanging out with my family. Like I'm, I'm trying to find something like creative maybe, or like. You need your own thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like running. fun. I like running. You know what I mean? But yeah, sometimes dude, I you know, go one
0: fucking one. barefoot running like God knows how many miles, dude. You're like, yeah, dude.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. We do that. We'll we'll eat some mushrooms and put in like 10 mile runs barefoot. <laughs> oh man. I'm, let's go. I
0: am about it. I am not it. Microdose bro, in the
2: morning. And dude, there's deer on our trail. So like, dude, literally, we've been like five, 10 feet from a deer. I remember last time even and Jacob were like, I was like, bro, I was like, I think we had a strong microdose, you know, the trees <laughs> kind of went a little bit and then this deer stops in front of us 10 feet away and its tongues just hanging out its mouth panting it's like 7am we're the only ones at the trail so the deer are still out and uh yeah it's just so much fun like it's it's such a that's that's a pretty cool thing to do and connect with the earth um it's like and also our trail it's a mountain bike trail so like in the morning sometimes obviously the mud's softer and you can follow the deer trail the deer footprints and shit. and it's like i feel like i'm i'm like i literally say i channeled white tail deer energy like deer spirit because they're so fast and nimble through the woods and like when you're barefoot it's actually really fun because you're you're subconscious like literally like without any effort, it's not exhausting. Your subconscious is like, oh, step there, step there, step there, don't step there. Yep. Step, don't step. You know what I mean? You're like, yeah, it's not just true. like running where you're just like stomping on whatever's in front of you, right? So um, but I, I like it's kind of fun to have that that kind of vibe with it. Like you're like a Native American or something dipping through the woods, you know. Kinda like
0: crazy. Hey, we gotta uh, Jordan, we gotta connect uh, Chase and Brady, bro.
2: Yeah, we do.
1: Brady's gonna be our iron guest next week, my brother. He's a uh, super into like mushrooms, he grows his own mushrooms, like oh
0: cool, he
2: grows
1: all of them, dude. So he's like yeah. you know, I think his business with that. Love like it. He's we're, yeah, super exciting. Get that Heck yeah. Yeah. Dude. yeah, dude, he's got he's got all the works. I'll, I'll save the airspace for him next week so he can explain it because I still didn't quite grasp it because I used to think of mushrooms just as true like psilocybin, you know, and then you learn about like lion's mane, like cordyceps, mm-hmm. and you learn yep, about yep. all the different ones and like all oh, like the medicinal benefits. It's it's, it's mind blowing shit. I love but, it. I love it. Yep,
2: yep. Yeah. We gave we we gave my uh my wife's you know, parents, you know, your parents getting older, you want them to be able to sustain, you know? So we gave him (laughs) this little, the Stamets 7 uh, mushroom, you know, yeah. package and he didn't, they didn't eat At first he didn't eat it. I had to literally (laughs) listen because he came and helped me with my flip when I was losing that money, he came and helped me paint. So I put on Rogan, because that's like sometimes a subtle way to do it with stamets and he got to hear, he's like, oh, wow, he's like, lion's mane's good for you. I was like, lion's mane's in the stuff I gave you, buddy. (laughs) So Now now he takes his mushroom supplements. But at first they were like, what is this kid thinking?
0: <laughs> Chase man, well I appreciate you tuning in or coming on here, bro. Like this oh, is honestly this this is great, bro. Like I, I got a lot of really good uh, like ideas, number one. Number two, I think for anybody listening, dude, like that heard your story or watching, dude, like that that's some inspiring shit, bro. You, know, you probably hear some people like you know, resignate, you know, probably are going through it, been through it, you know. Um are in the process of getting into it still go through it right right. you know yeah may still go through it les brown says you're either in a problem just got out of a problem or walking into a problem right yeah that's how it goes so dude you're honestly bro like you're you're somebody to look up to bro i'm you know i've reached out to you for some advice here in you know in the past and i know um i'm gonna get into real estate deeper and i know jordan that's in his horizon who knows maybe jordan and I will. come to you for partnership advice. I would love know, that. Buy, I would love buy, that, dude. Buy some deals, but man, I appreciate you. Any um last piece of advice and then last thing, bro, where where can um where can people find you, bro? What's your Instagram? You got like TikTok, you do Facebook or anything like that?
2: Right, of course. Yeah, no, and I appreciate you guys uh, having me on. Genuinely, like we got into a really good conversation, so I appreciate that. Um, we should definitely do this more, and I definitely want to come kick it in person again. So, oh yeah, uh, well, let's let's make that happen. But um, yeah, I'm I'm on social media. I don't have I'm, I've been trying to put out more content like you guys do. I love everything you curate. Um, it's very professional. So um, on Instagram, I've got my Crystal Business Nectar Gems. That's N E C T A R Gems G E M S. Also Chase E Real Estate. That's C H A S E with an extra E Real Estate. Uh, for my business page there on Facebook as well, Chase um Yeah, just love to connect. Anyone reach out anytime. Um, I just want to make friends with everybody in your group and, uh, and and your listeners and provide value any way I can.
0: So I really appreciate you guys. Much love, man. Much love, Jordan. Any, any last thoughts, bro? Yeah,
1: thanks. Thanks for coming on, man. I was sitting on like while you were sharing the stuff about the deals. I was taking notes. I was learning. Like like I said, it's something I want to get into. So super cool to hear the inside perspective. Hear your emotions, your feelings, and I think you're a great storyteller man like the transparency like that's a rare quality so thanks for getting on and thanks for sharing man
2: anytime i appreciate you guys yeah and definitely if there's any way i can help i will share all my resources with you guys um just want to see you succeed so appreciate
0: y'all appreciate yeah. them and likewise as well all right everybody well thank you for tuning in much appreciated as always remember the fee and we will catch you guys on another episode of public comments
2: peace